Hey guys, C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life again. So, tonight we're going to be doing a kickoff of the next series for Human Nature, which is talking about compatibility. Um, I call it synchronicity. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that the cognitive functions themselves can actually synchronize together between multiple human beings and actually create something completely new. Uh, if someone was going to get all religious on me, then they'd probably start talking about how, you know, two halves become a whole, you know, uh, people get married, you know, and then they have the, their, their, their marriage and then they're married and then all of a sudden, you know, the two become one, right? That's a fascinating way of looking at it. But how does that actually work from a, excuse me, a cognition standpoint? So human cognition is, uh, it's very, human beings are basically puzzle pieces, right? And they could fit together with each other. They can also fit together well as a whole at a macro level and at a micro level. It's that kind of uh, synergy that's available to human consciousness that makes us an amazing species. And obviously the most unique species on the planet because of how our personas fit together like puzzles, little puzzle pieces. So mankind essentially, each of them contains its own unique uh, personal mental genome, basically, or a soul genome, right? And that is our nature, that is our type, right? The 16 types. And the, all of the 16 types represents the entire cognitive genome of the human species uh, from a nature standpoint. So that cognitive genome, it's not just 16 archetypes, that's just, that's really too high level that's way too big picture. If we were to go down into the weeds, you know, 16 personality types times four sides of the mind times four cognitive functions each, right? And each of those cognitive functions have different bandwidths, different moods, different predispositions. How many total dimensions of human cognition is that? That's a very large, oh, and by the way, you have to also separate it from male and female on top of all that so you have to double it that's a lot of dimensions of available human cognition right that most people don't even realize is a thing but it is a thing cognition it, it's really a wonderful thing and and uh, these cognitive functions available in our mental genome can synchronize together and create something new uh through unity. Well, it's necessary for us to actually do that to survive because no one human being, no one type is actually capable of doing it all, right? So based on that, we have to be willing to work with each other and work together to be able to do so much more, right? And that's true. If mankind spoke the same language, right? We're communicating together and we're unified and we're focusing on one goal. Anything is possible, literally anything. Any advancement that you could think of. Even immortality, some would argue, is actually 
within the grasp of mankind, specifically as a result of everyone speaking the same language, being on the same page, and being unified with that one goal in mind. Everyone simultaneously working towards that goal. That really opens up a huge realm of the impossible. You know, things that exist in the metaphysical realm and not in the physical realm all of a sudden are being brought into the physical because of that synchronicity among human beings and the synchronicity that they have with cognitive functions. The thing is, some functions are more synchronous or compatible than others. So, basically, we just opened up a new puzzle box, a new box of puzzle pieces, right? We got the picture that we're going for. We kind of envision in our mind what we're trying to uh, make these puzzles out of. But in reality, we're just throwing it all on the table. Now there's puzzle pieces everywhere. We got to figure this out, right? So how do we do that? Obviously, you take the puzzle pieces and see which ones fit together by looking at the ends and looking at the picture. It's the same thing we got to do with our cognitive functions to identify with which other functions do we synchronize with the most? So the next couple of videos are going to discuss that. They're going to discuss how the cognitive functions are compatible with each other. They're also going to discuss how they synchronize and can be in sync together to gain additional mental results for all parties involved. Beyond this series, I'm going to be doing another series to show how this cognitive synchronicity works. And we'll be talking about how any of the 16 types are compatible with which 16. We're also going to be talking about, we'll be ranking the, the, the types to, to discuss, okay, well, how compatible is this one type with this other type? How compatible are they from an intimate relationship? Or how about business or sales? Uh parenting, every aspect of human interaction, every aspect, everyone is able to be tracked or traced or understood through cognitive synchronicity. Even sexuality. I dare say that I can be watching a new couple getting married and as a result of using depth psychology, I could accurately predict their sexual response. And I could also predict how the results of their marriage will be, whether or not they'll stay together, or whether they won't, just on synchronicity. Wow, that's a really bold claim. Are you sure you could do that? Yeah, I'm sure I can do that. So I'm going to prove it to you. We'll be doing each of these different series. We've got to break it down with the cognitive functions first before we go into the 16 types. And then after that, we'll look into the types. So, why, why is all this relevant? Why is cognitive synchronicity important? Why, uh, why should we figure out who's compatible or who's synchronous with who? Well because it solves a lot of problems, right? Imagine this situation. You're in a relationship with somebody and 
you take them to the bedroom, right? And they're like, oh, I'm going to give you a really good experience. And then all of a sudden, you feel bad because you were hoping to give them a good experience. So who's right? What about the situations where you're in the bedroom and someone's like, oh, I hope I get a really good experience. And then the other person, the other partner says, I'm going to give you a good experience. I think the latter is much more compatible than the former, but a lot of people don't understand this. Just even our base sexual problems could be solved with synchronicity. Everything can be solved with synchronicity by optimizing people's compatibility and causing their cognitive functions to be put together in such a way by putting people around the right people they become more effective more capable all parties present become more capable to achieve and they can achieve anything as long as they're all on the same page and they're unified and they're going in the same direction they have the same vision and that is the greatest component of human cognition, the greatest result, basically, the magnum opus itself. So why? Why is it our responsibility to know this? Well, let's talk about that real quick. And I'll finish with this. There's an old rule, a long time ago, uh, it's even biblical, I'm not here trying to get all religious on you, it's not about that. I don't care which religious text you subscribe to or read, I'll probably read it and I'll probably find whatever wisdom or inkling of knowledge or truth exists within. I don't really care. I just care about the facts, right? So there's one, there's one uh, rule, old saying, uh, that was said at one point in time. And it goes like this. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Jesus said that, I believe. Well, people call that the golden rule, right? So, the golden rule. How the hell is it possible for anyone to treat anyone else the way they want to be treated if that person doesn't know their own type or the type of other people? Like, someone explain that to me. Oh, wait, you can't. Because the real fact is, the hidden truth behind the golden rule is this. If I'm an ENTP, and I want people to be okay with ENTPs, or be okay with me being an ENTP, okay with my ego, right? Because my experience, no one really likes ENTPs. People just don't like how sincere, truth-telling, you know? People can't handle the insincerity of the ENTPs, you know? Okay, well that's my virtue, right? My vice is insincerity, but just my virtue. People can't handle the sincerity right so if they can't handle that how is it okay that anyone else is gonna be okay with me being an ENTP who's gonna be okay with it nobody so instead I'm gonna to continue to be treated like an outcast for the 3% of this world's population that my mind represents right so what the hell what about what about me right what am I going to do Again, the golden rule, treat others who want to be treated. So I realize that the hidden truth behind the golden rule is 
a responsibility, and here it is. If I want people to be okay with me being an ENTP, a rarer type, a type that's 3% of the population, a type that is very misunderstood, very mishandled, um, a type in which people assume is going to manipulate them or take advantage of them, a type people believe are shifty, liars, um, creepy, edgy. If people are ever going to be okay with ENTPs, right? If, if people are ever going to get to that point, then what's then? Then how is that possible? Treat others the way you want to be treated. If I want people to be okay with me being an ENTP, I need to be okay with you being an ISTP or an ESTJ or an ISFJ or an ESFJ or an ENFP or an INFP or an INFJ. Name any of the types. I have to be okay with it. So, it does me no good if I don't know my own type. So it's every human being's responsibility and as much as it is my responsibility to come to terms with which type I am. Then, after knowing my type, after knowing that, it becomes my responsibility then to know your type. By knowing your type and actually seeking to understand you, where I can potentially, if I have to, emulate for your benefit, have a conversation with you. If I understand you, then I understand all the reasons why you do what you do. I understand why you behave the way you do. And... And through understanding that and understanding you, we could actually have a relationship, even if we're not compatible, even if there is a lack of synchronicity between our cognitive functions, between our types. Because I understand you. And if I'm going out of my way to understand you, guess what? That means you're going to go out of your way to understand me. If I'm okay with you being an ESTJ or an ESTP or insert any type here, any of the 16 types, if I'm okay with that, and if I really understand you, then you would seek to understand me. Yeah, sure, it sounds like a covert contract, but it's very simple. Who the hell is going to be motivated in being okay or under, at least going so far as to understand ENTPs? Who's going to do that? No one. No one's going to be okay with that. Unless I take the first step in trying to understand you. If I'm going out of my way to understanding everyone else, then over time, because they could see that I understand them, then they themselves will seek to understand me. And at last, for the first time in a long time, maybe ever, who knows, I don't know. People, people at least among me, maybe even society, will be okay with me being an ENTP too. And that, my friends, is the real meaning behind the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Hold other people accountable based on their type, not by, some, not by your standard. I got too many people walking around like ISFJs. They judge everyone else like ISFJs. Or they judge everyone else by their best friend type, known as the ISFP. Because people naturally are looking for their ego, or they're looking for the person that's most compatible with them, or they're looking for people who are the subconscious so they can live vicariously through them. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? People live vicariously through other people through their subconscious. 
And that's why there's some jealousy there and that's why there's conflict between people when you have an ego meeting their subconscious and another person's ego. That causes a lot of problems. Causes a lot of conflict. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Treat others based on their type. Find out what their type is. Understand them, learn them, and hold them accountable to the standard of that type, of a mature version of that type, a better version of that type, a better overseer, a better ESTJ, a better ESTP, a better ENTJ, a better ENFJ. It's all the in charge types, right? Hold them to that standard. And then also hold you to a better standard where you, like I'm an ENTP, so I have to hold myself to the standard of being a better ENTP. This is the hidden truth behind the golden rule. Treat others the way you want treated, way the, the way you want to be treated, which means treat others based on their type. And because you're treating others based on their type, they're going to treat you better based on your type. And that is the message behind synchronicity and compatibility. And we're going to be exploring this concept more as we dive into the cognitive functions and then we dive into the compatibility of all the types where finally it will all be revealed because socionics sure as hell has it wrong where people will finally understand who's compatible with who and why and how you can optimize everything, any component of the relationship, even sexuality, just through knowing your nature and their nature so anyway if you found this video educational or helpful please leave a like or subscribe if you have any questions about the golden rule or synchronicity or compatibility please leave it in the comment section i will do my best to answer those questions as usual and thank you all for your support on twitter it's been fantastic and uh i have a lot more videos coming uh probably around the tune of i have almost 400 planned so got lots of content coming and uh we're gonna keep going day after day so i'll see you guys tonight